Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Hey, my beautiful sister, welcome in. The other morning I was up early having my coffee and reading my Bible, as I always do, and I'm currently studying the book of Exodus. And while reading about the manna that God provided to the Israelites, he revealed something in scripture that I had never looked at in this way before. And what he showed me can be such a great lesson for us as we walk through this day of life. And I can't wait to share this with you. This is one of those episodes where I was just typing right through to the end before I recorded here. I did not go back to proofread. I haven't checked what I wrote. It's one of those ones where I'm just taking that leap of faith to know that what God has got me typing is going to be important for you to hear. And I'm excited to share this one with you. I actually had a bit of a trouble today coming up with a title for this one. Oftentimes, the title comes to me, you know, either before the devotional or as I'm writing it. And this one, I had to sort of think about it at the end. And you know what? I came up with this title, Double or Nothing, and we're going with it. So yeah, I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Double or Nothing. We're going to begin with our Faith Your Day declaration, and this is what's going to put us into that frame of mind to just receive this message and to go into our day with just hope and gratitude for what God has for us, okay? So let's do this together. If you are wondering where I'm reading this from, I do post it in the show notes with each episode. I'm getting to the point now where I've just got this memorized and I'm so grateful because it's an awesome reminder that you can repeat to yourself every morning if you want a little kickstart for your day. So let's do this together. Jesus, thank you so much for loving me in the way that you do. You designed me on purpose for a purpose. I want to live to my full potential today with a mindset that honors you and a soul that seeks to know you better. Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I ask you to guide me and reveal to me what it is you want to show me here, have me experience here, and learn from this season. Help mold me and shape me into the best version of me. I will live today as your vessel, ready to receive your word, respond to your promptings, and pour out your overflowing love to those all around me. Please allow your thoughts to become my thoughts, your ways to become my ways, and your will to become what I truly desire. Jesus, if you are in it, I want it. And if you are not, I don't. 
I choose to faith this day of life. I am so grateful to be your girl. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get started. I love reading about the Israelites and their exodus from slavery in Egypt, their 40 years of wandering in the desert, and their eventual arrival to the promised land. Just the other week, we talked about Moses and how his doubt caused a huge delay in their progress. There are so many lessons and examples to learn from this book, and I think it's quite honestly because it is a book full of struggle. And what makes that so good for us today is that struggle is all too relatable for us, isn't it? When we can see that God's people struggled even with his physical presence with them, because throughout the book of Exodus, while they're traveling, remember they had this cloud and it was God's presence in the cloud that guided them by day. And they had the fire in the sky at night to illuminate their way. And somehow for me, knowing that people struggled, even when they actually could see his presence there, makes me feel a lot of relief. There are so many days that we struggle, right? When life is hard, days are challenging. There are so many new things that we deal with on the daily that seem to come out of nowhere and give us a run for our money. So to read evidence of God's people going through struggle too, just makes me feel like what I deal with and what you deal with is simply part of being a human in a broken world. One pivotal example of God's love and provision for his people that we read about in the book of Exodus is how he rained down manna, which is literally a translation of what is it, from heaven every evening so that in the morning his people could collect it from the ground and have enough to eat for the day. This is where their nutrition came from. And it's a very familiar piece of scripture to read about his provision. And most of the time, we seem to focus on the people learning to trust God for their provision from this story. We learn about how on the sixth day, the Israelites were told to gather twice as much as on the following day, because on the Sabbath, there would be no manna. But they were also warned that if they tried to collect double on any other day, it would spoil. And sure enough, there were people who tried, and in fact, maggots appeared by the next morning if they did that. Gross. So all of this continues to point to the common theme and lesson about trusting in God in his word and provision. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. You've likely heard that verse before, but here is where I want to show you what God revealed to me that I had never noticed before. God showed me a lesson about endurance and persistence here. First, what we need to see is that each day, the people were instructed to collect an omer of manna. An omer in dry weight 
is between 3.4 and 3.9 pounds. So let's just say three and a half to four pounds. I don't know if you've ever considered how much that actually is. Imagine collecting a wafer-like substance that is described as flakes in many translations of the Bible. This is what manna is described as. And I don't know about you, but a flaky substance that fell like dew on the ground sounds pretty light and weightless, doesn't it? I can only imagine that even if it's in abundance, it would take a chunk of time to collect three and a half to four pounds of it. I'm envisioning collecting three and a half to four pounds of kale chips or nutritional yeast or phyllo pastry or like fish food flakes, stuff that is light and flaky by nature. And that is going to take some time, my sister. And here's the thing. For 40 years, the people had to do that six days a week, simply in order to eat. That right there is a lesson in endurance and persistence on its own. But here's where God showed me something even deeper. Five days a week, the people each had to collect their omer of manna. That was their daily provision, their quota of what would sustain them. However, in the verses from Exodus, we read, on the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. That would mean on Friday, because in those days, the Sabbath the Shabbat, was actually on Saturday. That was their holy day of rest, where nowadays we think of God's day, the day of rest being on Sunday. However, in theory, before the introduction of the Monday to Friday, nine to five work week, it was Sunday that was actually the first day of the week and not Monday, like we commonly think today. Okay, so now let's do some math. If this means that five days a week, they each collected 3.4 to 3.9 pounds, one omer. Then on the sixth day, they needed to collect two omers worth, which would be 6.8 to 7.8 pounds. That's a heck of a lot of light, flaky, wafer-like substance. Wouldn't you agree? Imagine someone gives you a bucket and dumps out a bag of fish food flakes all over the ground and tells you just keep on picking up and collecting until you get seven to eight pounds of it. I don't know about you, but the thought of doing that once seems daunting, let alone once a week, every week for 40 years. But this is what his people did. This is what they had to do in order to survive. And this is what I learned from the passage. My sister, sometimes God will have you double up on your work, double up on your effort, and double up on your struggle before he lets you rest and before he sends you a breakthrough. I want you to think about your own work week. Let's just for assumption's sake, say that you work Monday to Friday. I'm guessing that if you are like the majority of people, by Friday, you are fading out a little bit, looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to a couple days of sleeping in and growing tired from the work that you have put in over the past five days. 
Okay, so now imagine that you are told that not only are you now going to also have to work on Saturdays, but that your workload on Saturday is going to be double what it is every other day of the week. Can you even imagine? You're growing weary, ready for a break and boom, now double up the work the day before your day off. And this is what the Israelites lived. They were tasked six days a week with collecting manna for their sustenance daily. But after five days of collecting one omer, they had to push through doubly hard on that sixth day. And I think that God wants us to realize that oftentimes in our life, things get harder before they get easier. Things require more effort and strength just before our breakthrough. When God created the world and everything in it, in the book of Genesis, when we read about that, we know that he worked for six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. We also know that it was on the sixth day that he created humans, his most prized creation, us. You see, I think that we can learn a valuable lesson from doubling up the effort before the rest because God himself showed us that he too practiced that. I can only imagine that on the sixth day, the day of creation that he created people in his own image, that he would have had to double up his efforts, that he took the most time creating that, that it was when he was creating his most prized creations, that that is when he worked his very hardest. And then he rested the day after, showing us that we too require downtime, time to be close to him and time to simply rest. The problem is that too often we want to rest before we put in the effort. We want to rest before we have completed the work. We want to rest before we experience the exhausting reality of double struggle, double challenges, and the double patience required to persevere through this. There is a promise of rest though. It might feel like lately you have doubled or even tripled what you previously thought was a lot. Maybe your marriage is feeling like double the work. Maybe your finances are making you feel like even double won't be enough. Maybe it's your career making you feel like you've been working double hard, double time, and the rest never comes. That addiction might feel like a double height mountain to climb. That loss might feel like a double deep valley to walk through. And that diagnosis might feel like a double wide ocean to cross. But my sister, the message God wants you to hear is that you need to keep going, keep doing, keep stepping and keep believing that rest will come. Breakthrough will come. Your blessing will come. But it won't come first. It will only come after you've been stretched to your limit, after you are tired, after you feel like you've put in all the work you possibly can. And it's there in the struggle that he will stretch you further than you thought you ever could. He will tire you beyond what you believe to be humanly possible, and he will work you past 
what you would have guessed your limits ever were. Because it's in the struggle that he can show you just how much you can truly endure. It's in the struggle that he brings you past the limits you had set for yourself and shows you the potential that he has set for you. And it's in the struggle that you grow and become who he always knew you could be. The Israelites collected manna every day. Then they had to double up and prepare what they collected on the sixth day in order to receive the blessing of rest on the seventh. And you, my dear, have to endure here too. Patiently gathering here, collecting his peace and joy and love and strength and hope to sustain you through the challenges ahead. The story of God requiring his people to gather double on the sixth day is most certainly one of trusting in him for our provision. However, it's also a fantastic lesson in persistence, in perseverance, in resilience, and in hope. It's a lesson in faith as well, knowing that even if you don't see a break right now, even if your breakthrough hasn't shown up, even if you are at your breaking point, that this is not your end. And this is not where you will be staying. But you have to push through, even when it seems twice what you can bear, even when the expectations appear to have doubled. God will provide you rest and restoration at exactly the precise time. He modeled for us the importance of rest. He demonstrated in Genesis that we are not designed to be constantly on, but he also showed us by his example that we can and are required to first put in the work, endure the struggle, and continue our efforts before he allows us to take a breather. It's not for punishment's sake. It's not because he's cruel or enjoys taking pleasure in seeing you grow weary here. It's because where you are weak, he is strong. Where you lack, he can do more. And where you toil, he can bring the miracle. The miracle of sustenance after the suffering. The miracle of provision after the problems. And the miracle of hope after the hardship. Just keep going, my sister. It might feel like double or nothing, but there is purpose in all of this. Keep on stepping, keep on seeking God, and keep on believing that your breakthrough is on its way. My friend, I am so grateful, and I hope that the message today resonates with you. If it is something that moved you in some way, you never know. It might move somebody else in the same way too. And I'm asking if you would be so kind as to share this out with somebody through a text message. So you can just simply share right from your podcast app to somebody that you think might also like to hear this. You never know how it might impact them. Like I said, this is one that I didn't even go back to read after. So it's one that as I'm reading it, I'm I'm kind of hearing the lesson along with you. And I hope it brings you a little bit of encouragement to know that no matter what you're going through, there is rest coming. There is a breakthrough coming and there is more for you. Just keep on going, my dear. I wish you all of God's blessings. You know, I will be back here again next Tuesday 
Come on, hang out with me. Join me there. From my heart to yours. Bye for now. 